Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Jimmy Uthie, joined by my co-host, Holden Sutter. Yep. We've got a great show for you this, for you, yeah, great. See, Holden, I let you do the notes and then I just botched the intro. <laughs> We've got a great show for you this week featuring our reviews of Minority Report and Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul. <laughs> Thank you, listener. Let's do it. That one movie podcast. Stomp. <laughs> But first, Holden, we need to play the Toms. Oh, thank God. I was well, I was itching for some Toms, Jimmy. And I said play because it's a game. Nope. The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! The Toms! Tom's is a rapid-fire game in which we rate the news from this week in the world of entertainment based, in a, based on a scale of three famous Tom's, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest rating, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Let's get started. Holden, are you ready to go? Oh, I'm, I'm more than ready, Jimmy. I is am... that your final answer? I, 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 don't make me double-think this, Jimmy. Maybe I'll just leave, okay? <laughs> Oh no, Holden left. What a shame. <laughs> Kicking us off, Holden, with some news hot off the press. Just saw this right before recording. Uh, Leslie Headland, co-creator of Netflix Netflix's Russian Doll series, which I think you watched, right? Yes, and it's really good. Go watch it if you have it. It's also very short. She is going to be the showrunner for a new Star Wars show on Disney+. Plus. Oh, because why make the Obi-Wan show when you can just make another show? <laughs> yeah, just keep just keep adding shows to the docket. We got that and the Cassian Andor series coming and supposedly an Ahsoka Tano series may be coming now. Why not? Just keep going. Just keep just keep promising them and not on. delivering <laughs> Disney. You know what? <laughs> you've you've released one so far. You haven't even got your Marvel shows out yet. Hey, you know. They got to keep those sweet, sweet Disney Plus subscriptions coming in. They sure do. Um, so I'll give this a Broca, I guess. She, she seems like a capable creator from what you say. Um, yeah. I love Star Wars, so. <laughs> wow. Hot take. Although I'm not, you couldn't pay me to watch that Cassian Andor series. Nope. Unless it's just really, really good, but I doubt it. It'll probably be fine. No, I, I doubt it too. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know her other work aside from Russian Doll, but if that's any indication of how this will turn out, then yeah, good. Speaking of Disney Plus and Star Wars Holden, Mandalorian Season <sighs> 2 already done. Uh, Mandalorian Season 3 is already in the works. Apparently, I Mr. saw this. John, Fa- John Favreau been locked in his cage and Bob Iger's office has been just <laughs> slaving away at the and Season 3 th- script. They're just not, they're not giving him any break. Season two's done. Up oh, on the season Bob three. Bob Iger just looks over. Let's he's like, you know, COVID nineteen. I'd I'd let you leave, but we're supposed to stay where we are. <laughs> I have kids. Social distancing and whatnot. Oh uh, yeah. Um. Uh, a lot of credit has been given to the revolutionary technology that they've been using to create all the virtual scenes for the Mandalorian. Holden, revolutionary. It's insane. It's very interesting. Even though you don't care. Sorry, Jimmy. I fell asleep there. It was 
What were you saying? <laughs> I'm sure it was, was real enthralling. I'm giving this a broke All right, I'll give it a I'll give it a broke as well. Mandalorian season one, real real good. real good. Give me some sweet sweet Taika Waititi. Ooh yes. In somewhat relation to this, I don't know if you saw this. Have you? Did you see the Teen Yoda video IGN put out on 420? Yeah. Did you see the outrage? <laughs> I didn't, but I felt it. <laughs> um. So they. They officially they marketed this video, this parody, as the official trailer for the season two of The Mandalorian, and then it turned into this yeah. Team Yoda parody, and people were just so pissed off. I I mean I was kind of mad because I I woke up and I I think it was maybe like the first thing I did in the morning. I just kind of got on my computer and was looking at websites and whatnot, and I go on and I see that I'm like ooh some good news coming out today, and I click on it and it's starting. I'm like okay okay, and then. <laughs> that happens and i was like oh my god it's not april fool's day ign it would have like, been better on yeah it's 420 it i get been it better on april fool's but april fool's day yeah i don't i don't uh i don't disagree with the backlash <laughs> that's a bombadil ign what are you doing jeez <laughs> hope whoever planned that got fired <laughs> <laughs> probably not just kidding you just want people to lose their jobs you're no better than the coronavirus holden <laughs> Joe Russo believes Tom Holland's performance in the upcoming film Cherry is Oscar worthy. Holden, he says, I think he's exceptional in the movie. Honestly, I think it's an Oscar worthy performance out of him. He is shredding himself physically and emotionally. This is a movie that spans decades and he is playing a very complicated individual who is a drug addict and suffering from PTSD and is and is a bank robber and in, and in a failing relationship. That's a lot of ands, Joe Russo. It's a very complicated role. Yeah, you think? I just think he's exquisite in the part. He's so compulsively watchable on screen. When you're playing a character that goes on that level of depravity to have someone as inherently likable as Tom playing that character so that you continue to root for him no matter what horrible choices they make, it's invaluable. I think it really changes the entire presentation of the movie for an audience. I can't say enough about it. I'm just really blown away by him in this film. Holden, can Tom Holland... Holland win an Oscar already being so young. Oh, when when is this movie supposed to come out? That's a good question. Probably delayed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know, if it's coming out this year, you know, he's got far less competition. <laughs> That's true. We should make a movie, Holden. Yeah, you know, just why not? Shell that puppy out by the end of the year, we could get an Oscar. Hey, I'll I'll, put, I'll enter that uh that short film I made into best live action short. Oh, no, it's not that. <laughs> um yeah, but so are are the Russos? Are they directing this? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he's pro- Joe Russo probably has some bias towards his his lead actor, uh, given in his performance. But if it really is that good, great. Tom Holland's a pretty good actor, so I'd love to see Tom Holland win an Oscar. Yeah. Would he be the youngest actor to win an Oscar? Oh, he's got to be around there. Um, I'll give it a Broca. I I'm excited to see this movie. I will too. Broca. All right, Holden. Speaking of Tom Holland. He was on Jimmy Kimmel, and he spoke about Spider-Man 3, as well as our favorite movie that apparently is being made, Uncharted. Yep. He says, I was in Berlin making a film called Uncharted with Mark Wahlberg, (laughs) who's playing Sully for some reason. We were all ready to go. We went to set for day one shooting, then we got sent home. So we talked about that the other week on the podcast. 
So whether we shoot that movie first or we shoot Spider-Man first, I'm unclear. I don't know, but both movies are being made and they're both very strong and the scripts are fantastic. So whatever happens, happens. But I'm ready to play both, I mean. I mean, I've, I've played Spider-Man enough now, I could play him tomorrow. So ready to go. So he's, he describes both those scripts as fantastic. But maybe well, Tom cool. Holland is just being very upbeat and he, He's just a very upbeat guy in general, though. Remember when he was saying that Spies in Disguise would be good? Never saw it, so can't <laughs> Apparently say. it wasn't very good. Um, yeah, I mean, if they're wanting to keep with the current release dates of those films, they're going to do, they're gonna have to film Spider-Man first and then Uncharted. But from what I heard when I was doing some reading this week, I think Spider-Man's pretty likely to get delayed. I'm kind of surprised that it hasn't already. Yeah. Um, which do you hope they film first? Uncharted, just so that that gets locked in. <laughs> We're done with it. We, we finally get it. Um, I'll give this a Broca because he seems to indicate that he's excited to do both of them. Yeah, I'll give it a Broca as well. I'm glad he's not bad mouthing the movies that he's getting paid millions of dollars to make. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as uncommon as you would think. Uh, Venom 2, Holden, the title. Oh, yes. It's going to be called <laughs> Venom Let There Be Carnage. Incredible. <laughs> as if this movie already didn't have enough going for it. Now it's got this amazing title, Let There Be Carnage. And it's still another year away, which I find yeah. funny because people are like, when is the Venom teaser coming out? It's like, it's still another year away, people. Well, it actually, so Venom was just delayed within the last week. Okay. So that might have, that might have been why people were still thinking that it just got delayed to June because it was still keeping that October release date. Um, but now it's going to be coming out in June, 2021. Uh, and Sony released an official teaser image yeah. of the title because I think people were talking about it online and I think a lot of people thought it was just like a rumored or joke title because it's thought so it, dumb. I, I honestly saw it and I thought it was a joke title. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Like, how... How hard is it to just like make a good title for something like that? Like there's one of the most famous examples of a Carnage title is like Maximum Carnage. And while I think that I don't know exactly how that Spider-Man storyline plays out, they could just call it Maximum Carnage and it would instantly be better. <laughs> Instead, they be have to carnage. say, let there be carnage. <laughs> what, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh, this is a bombadil if I've ever seen I'm, one. I'm going to give it a bombadil as well. Yeah, well... Andy Circus, I'm rooting for you, but <laughs> Scott, it's an uphill battle for sure. <laughs> yeah. Get your get your climbing gear out. You're gonna be going you're gonna be climbing Mount Everest. Uh Holden Scoob is heading to video on demand on May 15th. It's gonna be available for that 48 hour rent period for $20, but it will also be available for you to buy for only five dollars more, $25, which is interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's uh, that is interesting because kind of for that like price difference, I'd just be like, why not just buy the movie? That's how they get you. But are you are you really gonna watch Scoob again? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll think Scoob is phenomenal. We'll probably we should review it for the podcast. Are we gonna figure out a way to split this? Yeah, I think we will. Ten, we can share accounts or ten something. bucks a pop. Yeah. So yeah, we'll probably we'll review that. Maybe um, no no promises. No promises. Under promise, we'll try to. We'll never review um, another movie again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I mean, I'm cool with that. Yeah. I think out of all of Warner, because Warner Bros, their big thing, they were the big one this week that like pushed back all their releases. Out of all the Except ones they pushed one. back, I think this, what? Except one. What? 
Which one? Tenet. Oh, yeah, that's right. Every day I wake up and I pray that Tenet is released <laughs> July 17th. All right. So I'm going to give I'm going to give Scuba Brokaw going to streaming. That's the one that makes the most sense to send to streaming, I think, out of all their films. But we can move on to Tenet then. Yeah. Um, 100% Warner Bros. is just hoping they'll be the only blockbuster in theaters so they can get all of the money. <laughs> Except what if theaters are at 30% capacity? So it's like... I don't know, man. I want to see Tenet so badly. My Tenet hype yeah. is through the roof right now. And I just like, I'll, so much can change within two months or three months, really. Um, I think it's a little disconcerting we haven't seen another trailer yet. Maybe. I mean, it's still three months away. Yeah, I guess. Um, and we've had two Tenet? We've had a teaser and a trailer. Um, yeah. I just think you're, if there's one thing I know about Americans is that you're not going to be able to keep them in their homes for another three months. So, I mean, like, even if it's not the right thing to do, I just have a hard time seeing this social distancing carrying on um, for as long as they think it might. So we'll see. A lot of things can change in three months. In my heart, I know that it's not coming out nor should it come out july 17th probably if it comes out uh, i guess since that'll be like the only movie for at least a month we'll just review it every week (laughs) for the next month and to be honest we'll probably we'll probably won't understand it until the fourth viewing either yeah (laughs) Uh, very true i guess tenet i would love because cinemark is planning on opening with tenet too so We'll see. It all the movie theaters would have to be in on it. So I'm gonna give it a bro cop. But this kind of ties into something that I I wrote down. But like, so Georgia, you know, is like opening stuff back up, right? Mm-hmm. Or they're wanting to. They're like talking about opening up movie theaters, but what's gonna be in theaters? Well, I know they're like they're planning on doing like old movies. Like I thought, okay. I knew, I know that like uh, that was kind of the plan from the beginning, is to kind of reopen and do like re-screenings okay. of like classic well, films which makes sense i saw something about that like i don't know what comp what movie company it was but they were like giving indie movie theaters a selection of movies that they yep. could show and some of them i thought i was like you know if i had a theater like that around here i'd probably go see that again on the big screen yeah we'll see i mean it's so it's a ways away yet so i yeah i would think it's going to be delayed unfortunately which would be a bummer because I think it's I illegal agree. for Christopher Nolan to not release a film in July. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It better not like compete with Dune or something. Oh my gosh. Well, I don't know. I don't. I do not want Dune to fail. Dune is <laughs> going want, to bomb no matter. What. I want Dune. I want you know Dune. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. <laughs> Dune is gonna bomb. Denis Villeneuve will just be like the master filmmaker who's who all his movies are just bombs. <laughs> yeah. What a shame. HBO Max Holden is set to launch May 27th. It's apparently different than HBO now. <laughs> yeah. Even though they're the it's, same price. And if you have HBO now, you get HBO Max. So. Wait, really? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> well, okay. So like it, it's, it has all the stuff HBO has, but then it has like random other things. 
It's also kind of acting as Warner Bros. streaming service because they've got like, I think they're going to shut down DC Universe and just put all of DC's stuff on there because they're already putting a bunch of DC stuff on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've got like Friends. is That was one of the big things is Friends is going to be on there in its entirety. South Park is moving over there, which I'm a little sad about. I don't really understand it. I, <laughs> I don't. We'll I do not. I was trying to figure this out. I'm like, what is the difference? <laughs> and I could not come to any conclusions. I'm like... What is the difference between HBO Max and HBO Now? And I could not find any. Hey, at least we've got Quibi right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I meant to meant I I forgot to mention Quibi the week it came out. And I just we haven't mentioned it until now. So I just shoved it in here. (laughs) (laughs) I do not care about Quibi. I think I'm going to get they they have like a 90 day free trial. 90 days. Yeah. Wow. I think I'm going to get it because that deal ends like the end of the month. So I think I'm just going to get it on like April 30th or whatever, just so then I get the most out of it with the most possible amount of episodes. Yeah. Then you're going to forget about it. <laughs> then yep, you have to and get pay, charged. Pay 10 bucks or whatever. I did that with HBO quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, kind of going off the HBO Max thing. Bad Robot, J.J. Abrams production company, is creating a Justice League dark show as well as a spinoff show to the shining called overlook uh both are being mm-hmm. made for the hbo max streaming service holden are you excited about these um well i think justice league dark could be kind of cool uh they could i think they could lean really heavily into a horror type superhero show which um i think was what swamp thing was but swamp thing had a lot of like budget and like just production issues even though it was apparently really good but i'd be interested to see that and then the overlook I saw a lot of backlash online that are just like, this is going to ruin Kubrick's vision of like the shining. Like it all started with Dr. Sleep and now it's doing this. And I'm like, you still have the movie. <laughs> just like <laughs> if you don't want to see the other ones, don't see them. I, and also Dr. Not that Sleep was deal. good. So yeah, Dr. Sleep was good. Yeah, I, Like if you don't want to see it, don't see it. I'll only see it if it's good though. I have, I don't really care about it. Yeah. I I'm giving these a Bergeron, both of them. Same. I'll go with that. Speaking of delays, Holden, the Batman has been officially delayed to October 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of not surprising. Makes sense. They were in the middle of production. It's a bummer. I, yeah. I mean, I'll give it a Bombadil. I'm sad, but whatever. I'll. Uh, who was? I think. I, I think it was the director Matt Reeves tweeted out something about like that hinted at. Oh, like this. This is gonna. This fits better with the tone that's being released in hollow like October. And so people are like, is this going to be a long Halloween adaptation? Probably, which I think has been kind of (laughs) theorized before. Long Halloween is a really good, Uh, really, really good story. Probably. Is that the one where Joker rips his face off or something? Or am I I thinking of a different one? I think you're thinking of a different one, but I could be wrong. It's been a while since I read it. Comic-Con canceled. Supposed to take place in We didn't give a, a rating to... Oh, I guess we you said, did. We, you gave it. A I bomb said bombadil. Yeah, never mind. Keep going. Holding you just you. I had so much momentum. <laughs> Comic Con canceled. It's supposed to take place in July. Not anymore. It's just done. It's going to happen next year. Sad. Sad. Yeah. I mean, this is like it's it's breaking. I think it. I think it's gone every year since it started. Yeah, so this it's is like a fifty years. Broken. Yeah. This is like a streak broken. Uh, and I mean, it's it's kind of sad. I always like that time just because we get so much like movie information and trailers and stuff. Um, but I guess we'll just have to get that in a different format now. Uh, yeah. So Bombadil. Bombadil. 
And my final bit of news is that Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio are selling entries into a contest to win a walk-on role for Scorsese's next film, Killers of the Flower Moon. All all proceeds are going towards charity. In addition to the walk-on role, Holden, you get to spend a day on set with all three of those juggernauts, eat lunch with DiCaprio and the cast, and you get to go to the premiere of the film. Uh, additionally, Holden, they Robert De Niro refers to himself as Bob during the video, and Martin Scorsese apparently goes by Marty. So I'm going to need your opinion on that. All right, all right. Robert, Robert, you can stop pointing the gun at Jimmy's head, all right? <laughs> hey, guys. Like he said his little spiel, all right? You know, you, you can stop. Hey, hey, look, guys, I need you to do this promo for me, huh? <laughs> I mean that sounds cool, but I mean, hey man, I'm gonna. I, I think mind. I'm gonna do it. It's ten bucks okay. for ten entries. That's the lowest. Okay. Hey, you're giving. You're just giving to charity. All right, I'm gonna do it. Ten bucks. Okay, I'll give. It, then if I don't win, it's like, oh crap, I gave ten dollars to charity. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it too. What? If, and then I'll get a hangout with Robert De Niro and and Marty. If you win, Marty from Madagascar. If you win, I'll literally kill you and steal your identity. <laughs> <laughs> they will find you in the bottom of a river does it say you can like bring one friend with no you? that's what I, I was interesting there's no add-on it's just you oh wow yeah so i'm giving that a broke i hope i win it's okay i wouldn't have brought you anyway jimmy oh, hold on um, what if i get a nice little <laughs> round table with scorsese de niro and dicaprio for the podcast huh <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure they would say no to that 100 <laughs> I'll give the. I mean, it's cha- it's a charity thing, so I'll give it a broca, I guess. All right, you got any other news? Yeah. Uh, so this this one is a uh, shout out to our patron Teague out there. Yeah. Uh, I know this will be interesting to you. Um, but there is a One Punch Man movie in the works. Oh, I did see this at Sony. Um, and so for those of you who don't know, One Punch Man is an anime. I don't really know a whole lot about it aside from the main character can like punt kill or defeat people in one punch or something. <laughs> He's like so powerful that he literally just punches them once and like defeats them. Uh, but apparently it's like a kind of satire of superheroes and stuff and it's pretty entertaining. Um, but it's being in the, it's at Sony It is live action. And <laughs> the best part, it's being written by the writers of Venom. Ooh. So it's a live action anime movie Whoops. by the Venom writers. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to give that a bombadol. <laughs> yeah, I will too. I think Sorry, like, Teague. I think the highest I mean I I could definitely be wrong here. I think the highest rated anime movie is is Alita Battle Angel and that only got like a 60 on Rotten Tomatoes, so like not a great track record. Haven't seen it. Apparently it's good. Yeah. I don't know. Um so yeah, Bombadil. Westworld was renewed for season 4. It was. I'm excited for that, but I haven't seen season 3 yet, so I'm kind of su- I'm kind of surprised it's like so soon because as we observed earlier in the season it wasn't doing so hot. No, which is interesting because it was like such a big show. Yeah. At one point. Well, and like every every other season they've waited to renew it until like a month or two after the last episode comes out. So this is very soon, especially with that with those viewership numbers. Maybe the numbers have gone up since everyone's trapped inside. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Could be coronavirus was created Um, by hbo yeah (laughs) watch our show we want it to be game of thrones but with robots (laughs) um Uh, anything else holden oh 
yeah, one more thing. Um, there is, I don't know if we've co- if we mentioned this at all before on a previous podcast, but there is officially a Hunger Games prequel. In yeah, the works, oh yeah, Jimmy. we've talked about it. We talked about how yeah. dumb that is, and, yep. and it's going to be centered on like an eighteen-year-old president coin or whatever that character snow president snow oh president, yeah yeah donald sutherland's character um they should just so, de-age donald sutherland <laughs> <laughs> using the irishman technology like donald sutherland feels so much older than robert de niro so him acting as a kid would be, <laughs> be something else um but apparent okay so it is based off of a book that's coming out the book is coming out may 19th it's called the ballad of songbirds and snakes uh and the movie is going to be directed by the guy who directed the second through fourth movies he just only didn't do the first one uh francis lawrence i'll give it a bergeron because i don't care yeah bergeron i mean I'm, we'll see i'm sure it's not going to do as well as they think it will no those i mean the hunger no games one cares about hunger it's past. No one cares about the Hunger Games anymore. Nobody cared about the Hunger Games when the last movie came out. <laughs> yeah. I went and saw that movie and I cannot say anything about it. I do not remember anything from it. I just remember seeing it and being like, hmm, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. I remember more from the boring part one than I do the part two. I just remember being like, hmm, Philip Seymour Hoffman, they digitally kept him in this movie. They they did a layup before it didn't a look layup too bad. was a thing. No, it was good. Except he like uh, Woody Harrelson read his letter <laughs> or something because oh. yeah, he's like, uh, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman wrote you this letter. He wanted me to read it to you. He had to le- <laughs> he had to go, <laughs> but it, but he's dead. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, that's it for Tom's for me though. All right, so Holden, we got a few choices here. We can either dive into our reviews of Minority Report and or uh, uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Or we can go into our random segment. You're, that's right, folks. It's back. We're, it's back. We're bringing it back. Woo! I want to bring it back on a consistent basis. I'm going to try it out. That's it's good. back this week. I, oh, well, let's do random segment in between the reviews. Okay. Um, let's do Diary of a Wimpy Kid first. <laughs> all right. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul. We're going to just let's do spoilers. Go. We're just doing spoilers, okay, Olden? Yeah, we watched this movie, um, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul. Uh, it, was a, it was a listener request. Uh, thank you for that one. It is it, <laughs> really bad. <laughs> and I'm really, really astounded that it was worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I honestly didn't think it was that bad of a movie. Like as a kids movie, I thought it was fine. I okay, thought it was I, like a very passable kids movie. I, I can voice my biggest concern right now because I, I think it kind of overviews the movie. It feels like the most corporate soulless movie I have ever seen. It is so bland. So absolutely devoid of anything interesting or remotely <laughs> it is definitely just a sequence of events happening <laughs> yeah With it's no, like, directed in the yeah. most bland way the acting is bland to bad and it's just the plot is is boring and stupid <laughs> it's it feels just like a bunch of old people went into a boardroom and are like 
Hey, let's make one last Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. Sh milk this thing for the for all we can get. And then they just made the most generic road trip movie you possibly could make. They just like went through a list of cliches, checked them all off. Isn't this based on a book? Yeah. Is the book but, like, like this? So I, I maybe I've read this. This is one of the later ones. And I think it was right around the time I stopped reading them. Because um, I did grow up reading some of the Diary of the Wimpy Kid books. But my youngest brother, who he, you know, he's, or he was reading them for a while. He told me that he watched it with me and he told me that it's not like the book. There's like a few scenes that are in the book, but most of it is different. So most of my comments here are just random things. I, <laughs> I wrote down while watching, watching the well, movie. Okay. I, you know what? I started with criticism, but we should give a brief synopsis just so people know what this movie is. All right. It's, it's, it's summer vacation. Yep. They're going to go on a, a little road trip to Mima's or whatever her name was. Yeah. Um, but they can't use their phones because mom's like, I don't want you to use your phones. It's family time. Um, yeah. But <laughs> Greg, the main character, becomes a meme oh called God. Diaper Hands. And apparently oh he's that's God. very upsetting. And he thinks it's going to ruin his life uh, for some reason. Um, so he's like, the way I make amends for this is to basically meet the PewDiePie slash ninja equivalent of the Diary <laughs> of a Wimpy Kid world named Matt Digby. That's how <laughs> Digby do Did it. Did you write down that? Yeah, Matt Digby. That's how... I wrote my my note here is Matt Digby is fat PewDiePie. <laughs> yep, <laughs> pretty accurate. Um, I didn't know if Ninja was a better comparison though, because I'm I'm not. I didn't know if Ninja was even around at this time. This movie was made. It. I think it it would have had to have been PewDiePie that they were comparing it to. At least when they made it. So there's that. Uh, yeah. So he he thinks that getting on this gamers video is gonna like be make him so popular or it's going to distract people from his diaper hands meme which is a scene stolen straight out of the pacifier by the way uh losing a diaper in a ball pit that is not the only uh stolen joke there's also a stolen joke from animal house where he talks about um he talks about something like did we quit when we were fighting the british during world war ii the joke from Animal House is a very similar spiel. It's like did it's like a did we quit when this happened? Did we? He's like did we quit? No, when it, the, it, yeah. The animal the animal the House Animal House one, one is like, did we quit when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Yeah, yeah. The the joke in this I one guess was I didn't make that comparison. The joke in this one when he's making a very similar rant is did we quit when we that we were fighting the British or when we were losing the British in World, in World War, War II. II or something like that? Um, stolen every or every character in this movie has one trait. <laughs> absolutely just like the most two-dimensional character i loved the dad <laughs> yeah it was kind of funny from like a i don't know any laughs that this movie got were just like because it's bad i don't know i thought the the adult humor was kind of funny the two adult, what adult humor? humor i'll get to them okay first okay. off i want to say i've already said some things but my first note here is there are no headrests in their car. And that bothered me. Oh, I didn't me. notice that. The, and it was, <laughs> it was like, it was just exclusively because they're like, we're filming this whole movie in a car. 
we're not going to be able to see their faces if there's like headrests or it's just going to be harder to film. There's a whole storyline when they're like, you can't wake up Manny, who's the little kid. Um, yeah. So they're like, we need you to go get groceries because for some reason they can't just stop and park. <laughs> Apparently yeah. that will wake up the kid. Um, that was but stupid. so they're driving by and they're opening the door to let them like run out while they're still driving. Um, so they can't park, but they can. There's car horns like blaring behind them and they're shouting out at them to go get the right stuff but parking the car will wake the kid up not those things um (laughs) there's a great adult line when uh he's when greg is showing uh roderick about the like comic-con-esque event and he's like showing them all the cosplay and roderick goes i mean like it's basically he's looking at this girl's boobs and roderick's like are those even real but greg thinks he's talking about like some of the props and oh. I, th- I thought that was pretty funny. Okay. And then there's also the scene where Greg walks in on his dad on the computer on the toilet. And his dad oh, goes, yeah, this isn't what it looks that. like. He's like, you're doing work? He's like, oh, this is what it, is. This is what it looks like. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That's right. I, I forgot about that one. Um, also, during that scene, I think the, he doesn't, the dad doesn't bring up the fact that his kid is orange until the very end of the conversation because of the Cheeto incident in the hot tub. <laughs> He's like at the very end. He's like, "Are you orange?" I think the only part of the movie that made me laugh was when Roderick puts the pizza in the safe. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny. They disguised Uh, the safe as a microwave. Genius. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. I know you have your list, but I'm just gonna keep interjecting when I think of things. Okay, Roderick is really bad. Oh, I hated Roderick, and it's funny because I looked at Rotten Tomatoes, and one of the reviewers was like, "Roderick, the guy who plays Roderick, is the only thing who saves this movie." I'm like, "Agree to disagree, buddy." He's okay. So there was I don't know. You probably weren't aware of this since you never like experienced any of the other movies. I saw the first one. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was dragged to that puppy. Okay, so, like, there was, like, a meme when this first came out, at least when the trailer first came out, that, like, everyone was mad that they recast Roderick. I mean, they recast everyone in this movie, but they were mad that they recast Roderick because Roderick because the guy who played him in the first movie was, like, pretty good at it. Like, I mean, it's no Oscar-worthy performance, but he was definitely, like, the asshole, stupid, uh, punk rock older brother. And... You know, I mean, I could see how like a little a younger kid could find him maybe threatening or whatever. But this kid's just like a string bean. <laughs> he's like so small and is just not threatening. And he's so dumb. He's even dumber than like Roderick in the old movies. He was so ir- it was just like irritating. It was funny sometimes, but most of the times it was just annoying. Um. All right. You're MR. Are you ready for me to go on here? Yeah. Uh, Beardo. <laughs> <laughs> apparently oh beardo is just a common <laughs> uh common uh why what's a, like a name among little children to call insult. common insult yeah there's another word i'm trying to think of but i can't um think of it beardo was like one of the few things that was in the book um and i, I like what's his plan is he gonna beat up this kid <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that you're gonna go to jail there's <laughs> there is like like when they're at the fair or whatever they're like trying to hide from beardo but like what's gonna happen are you like like beardo's not even looking for you (laughs) like he's literally just there with his family and they're like oh my god we gotta hide so stupid um there's a point in the movie where he's trying to 
say, if we do this, can we, can I use my phone for an hour? But he already has his phone. Yeah. <laughs> Secretly. What? I like, noticed that what? too. I'm like, well, what's going to happen if she says yes? <laughs> she's going to reach, she's going to reach in the bag and she's like, oh, where's your phone? And he's like, oh, I stole it. Yeah. That's not going to end well. Hey, the, the pig in this was pretty cute. It was cute. I was going to, yeah. Looking. One of my notes is who gives away piglets as prizes to little kids? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I want to go to that fair though. I'd I'd like a pig. Um, the mom wants them to eat extremely healthy, even though both her kids are like twigs. Yeah. Uh, the well, it's because she makes them eat healthy. Uh, the vomiting special effects. <laughs> oh, it literally looked like brown water. I liked uh, I liked it when the guy like crushed the kids or whatever, crushed the other people when he was trying to like yeah. roll his way over. Um, the psycho parody that was kind of funny. No, it wasn't. I saw it. it was so obvious and it was not funny. <laughs> I was as soon as as soon as he got in the shower, I'm like, oh, it's going to be a psycho parody. I've seen this a billion times. Who cares? Uh, the kid speaks Spanish at the end. That was dumb. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> like he was at, he was asleep half the car ride. How was he? How's he paying attention to that tape? People were like learning by osmosis. And that's when you say osmosis is the diffusion of water, you fool. And that's when you say osmosis Jones is voiced by Chris Rock. Um. So the entire time I was watching this movie, I'm like, where do I recognize this dad from? The actor Tom Everett Scott. I'm I like pull up his Google page towards the end of the movie. I'm like, I've seen this guy. Go through like mm-hmm. the first 15 movies, TV shows. I'm like, I have not seen. Like, where do I like race to which mountain with a rock that I saw once <laughs> in theater? Like, that can't be it. You know what it is, Holden? What? He is. Okay. Sp- spoilers, I guess, for a, a movie that came out uh, four years ago. But he is Emma Stone's husband at the end of La La Land. Oh, is he? He is. And I like in like I saw that um he was in La La Land and like that instant I knew it. And I like went back and rewatched the ending. I'm like oh there he is. There we go. <laughs> so there you have it. Those are all my notes, Holden. I'm out. And of course Alicia Silverstone uh, is the mom. She uh she had a up and coming career in the 90s hot off of Clueless. Um which is a very good movie and she's quite good in. Um, and then she made some career choices becoming Batgirl and Batman and Robin. Oh yeah. That, that makes, I'm like, where do I know her from? Yeah. Um, and she was also in, I, I don't know what other one she was also in some other like critical failures around that time. And so she was kind of more relegated to the sidelines, sidelines instead of the, uh, the, the star that everyone thought she was going to be. But she's good and clueless, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Holden, you ready to give your rate your rating here? Um, hold on, I'm trying to. I feel there has to be something else I want to say about this movie. Oh, that like the quote unquote climatic climactic action scene. What was that? <laughs> Where they're going down the hill in the car? Yeah. So dumb. Why don't they just walk down the hill? I don't know. I was like, do you really need your car down there? Yeah. And then Greg's like in the boat (laughs) and he's like running after the car as it's moving. I'm like, oh, wow. This is this is so contrived for like a final action scene or whatever. Yeah. So stupid. All right. You ready? Yeah. I guess we can we can be done. What's your rating, Holden? I'm going to give this movie a. I don't know. You go first. 
No, I want to hear your rating. Fine. I'll give it like a... I think a three is pretty generous. I'm giving it a five. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I thought Jimmy. it was a perfectly passable kids movie. No, it's it's bad. Do not bother... Okay. It may be passable in some regards, but like... Oh, I was that's entertained not an excuse. throughout. <laughs> Why is Greg such an ass? <laughs> I thought this movie was actually pretty entertaining. Like, I had a good time watching it. Not because it's a decent movie, but just because, like, I thought it was funny to just pick out weird things from it. Oh, I know you wanted to be done, but I did. I This was a point I wanted to bring up. The stupid meme thing. That was so dumb. Uh, that That's a perfect example of what I was saying of, like, old people in a boardroom just checking off the boxes, you know? Because it's so outdated. It's so cringy. Like, this would never be a meme. It's not that funny. They're like, it, ah, <laughs> diaper ants. Also, People, like, why would he not want to be a meme? It seems like yeah. it would be in his character to want to be that. Like, you'd, yeah. you'd be more Greg, famous and liked because of that. They wouldn't make fun of you. Greg is, like, pretty self-absorbed and, like, wanting to be popular throughout most of the series and whatnot. So this seems like the perfect opportunity for that. And then also, like, him wanting to, like, screw up his entire family vacation just to go to that stupid convention that was like a little far for him i'm like jesus christ like how insufferable do you have to be well it's only <laughs> two inches away from where they're going from Mima's. oh my god also how dumb do you have to be he's he's supposed to be in middle school but he looks like he's in fourth grade <laughs> like also the kid <laughs> the manny is like how old is he supposed to be I don't know. Except first, I, well, they're like, Manny's always, the, like, they're like in the books, the he's always like, and I'm like, he's always like two or three. I'm like, this is definitely like a four year old kid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, we can move on. I'm, sti- the I'm pig sticking was with cute. my three. What? The pig was cute. The pig was cute. That's why it gets a three out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Holden. Are you ready for some random segment action? Uh, yeah. Let's do it, Jimmy. It is a very special day today because inadvertently this week kind of turned into Tom Cruise week for me. I did that Tom Cruise craziest stunts video that you still haven't seen. Yep. Um, We're doing Minority Report for a review this week. And right now, Holden, we're about to do the Encyclopedia Britannica official Tom Cruise quiz. Are you ready to go? This seems a little bit uh, in the in the big leagues for us, Jimmy. Encyclopedia Britannica. I oh, can't yeah. even say that properly. All right, ready to go. In what film did Cruz make his big screen debut? Nightmare on Elm Street. Taps. Endless love. Losing it. We got 13 seconds left on the timer, Holden. I want to say taps. I don't know. Endless love. I'm going taps. It was endless love. I should have yeah. listened to you. <laughs> you won. I got one. What was his character's name in The Outsiders? Soda Pop, Dallas, Pony Boy, Steve. Tom Steve. Cruise is in The Outsiders? He's Steve. He's 100%. Steve. Yeah. I don't remember being in that him being in that movie. All right, we're one for two. You're I mean you're two for two. We got eight left here. In one of Risky Business's most iconic scenes, Cruise dances in his underwear to what song? I love rock and roll. I can't get no satisfaction. American Woman Old time rock and roll. 
I do not. Uh, old time rock and roll, I think. Okay. I don't know. It is that, Holden. Okay. I think I know what's. It's a scene that's parodied a lot, and I think I know which one it is. All right. Well, good for you, Holden. Thank you for pulling the weight on this. So it, far. It's a scene. Okay. This is a. Bit oh, wait. Of a no, we got to keep going. Oh, no, okay. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll, I'll have you. I'll let you talk about it next. There, we're on a timer here. The actor worked with director Martin Scorsese on which of the following films? Goodfellas, The Color of Money, A Few Good Men, Collateral. Um, collateral? A Few Good Men? Uh, wait. We have did five, do five a few seconds. Good yeah. A few good men then. I will, or a collateral. Few, few good men. It was the color of money. What? What? It says he worked with the director, Martin Scorsese. It's the Encyclopedia Britannica. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess if you worked with him and didn't, because he's in A Few Good Men. Yeah. I don't know. He's not in Goodfellas. But what I was going to say is that scene from Risky Business, the reason I remember that scene is because it was parodied in a commercial for like Guitar Hero on the DS. I think it was. <laughs> I, I remember I'll try, I'll try to find all, a clip of it and put it in. I think it was the DS one. Maybe it was one of the other versions, but I 100% remember seeing that commercial all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Olden, moving on. We're two for four. You're three for four, but collectively we're two for four. <laughs> Cruz received his first Academy Award nomination for what film? Born on the 4th of July, Magnolia, Rain Man, or Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire. Is he even in Rain Man? No, he is in Rain Man. Are you sure it's not Rain Man? I, did he get nominated for Rain Man? I don't know. Jerry Maguire? I'm saying Jerry Maguire. Who was born on the 4th of July. Well, <laughs> I haven't even heard of that movie. Have you? I think Magnolia is the latest one out of all those. Boy, for doing a lot of research on Tom Cruise this week, I sure know nothing about him. <laughs> Cruise starred with his second wife, Nicole Kidman, in how many films? Oh, man. Three, two, zero, or one? Two. What are the films? It's three. Okay. I, I don't know what movies he's in with Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I'll put him in the video version. You can see him right now. We should have known it, Holden. <laughs> Cruz played a lawyer in The Firm, which was based on a novel by what author? James Patterson, Stephen King, John Grisham, or Scott Turo? I don't know what Scott Turo writes. I don't know. John I, Grisham. John Grisham is the one. Silence of the Lambs guy, right? Stephen King, no. I'm going to go James Patterson. Is that okay? Sure. It's John Grisham. <laughs> <laughs> we are... Collectively, two for seven. We're doing great. Okay, here we go. What was his character's nickname in Top Gun? Viper, Iceman, Maverick, Goose. He's Maverick. I, yeah, Maverick. So we're back on the board. These are oh, the questions yes. I, was, I, I was expecting. All right. Well, we could still we could still get uh, more than that. Uh, in Tropic Thunder, Cruz played a what? Writer, producer, director, or actor? Producer. Producer. I haven't seen Tropic Thunder. It's he is so funny in that movie. It's such a weird turn for him. It is producer, by the way. Good job, Holden. I kind of isn't Robert Downey Jr. in that? Yep. I got to see in that. blackface. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good movie. He's not Robert Downey Jr. nominated for an Oscar for blackface. Cruz's <laughs> uh, third <laughs> wife, Katie Holmes, first game fame on what TV show? Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Don Dawson's, Dawson's Creek, Creek it's Felicity, Dawson's Creek. Veronica Mars. Dawson's Creek is correct. So, hey, we got five out of ten. So uh, you know, so, I pulled most of the heavy lifting there. That is but. not true. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them were me. Um, You're the one who did all the research on Tom Cruise, Jimmy, <laughs> and you somehow did way worse than me. 
I know he can hold his breath for six and a half minutes. Wow. Good for him. We'll talk about that more in the Minority Report review. Thanks for watching this if you're watching the video form. Uh, if you're listening to the audio form, continue on with our podcast. And uh, let's move on to our review of minor Minority Report. All right, hold on. Enough fun for the podcast, huh? Now we're talking about a movie. Now we're talking about film. This we're is serious. A real movie. The 2002 classic Minority Report. Where if we're going to start it's with... It's basically science fiction Mission Impossible. It's basi basically <laughs> Tenet 18 years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I guess we haven't seen Tenet yet, but I imagine Tenet is, has, seems like it has a very similar premise. Or somewhat similar. Yeah. I feel like Tenet's going to be the better version of this. Oops, did I say that? <laughs> okay, <laughs> this so... This is our non-spoiler uh, review. Yep. Um, so this movie, it's it basically it follows Tom Cruise's character. He's like the chief of this division. Of, uh, it's called Pre-Crime, this police department. Is his last uh, name Anderson or Anderton? You decide. It's Anderton. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so there's this police department called the Pre-Crime Division, and basically their whole thing is is they find and discover crimes before they're going to happen. Find, discover, and stop crimes before they're going to happen. And they do this by using these, like, three kind of psychic individuals uh, who will uh, foresee these events uh, coming. Um, and based, Tom Cruise kind of... It's based Tom on a Cruise Philip K. Gets Dick thing. Oh, yeah. Who uh, did the Blade Runner story. Um, and Tom Cruise is seen in one of these visions, uh, killing a man. And so he's kind of goes on the lamb and tries to prove that he isn't going to do it. <laughs> yep. I guess that's, that's some, I mean, I probably wouldn't have said that in the synopsis, but you did Holden. So we're going to live with that's it. Like, that's like the plot though. <laughs> that's like the, the conflict. Yeah. It's like 30 minutes into the movie. Hundred percent. That is not whatever. That is that is not a spoiler. But agree to disagree, Holden. But um, hey, I'm running the podcast now. It's, yeah, it's my decision. Okay. <laughs> Holden might be um, editing this episode, folks. So yeah, if it, we if can it's talk a about the low later. quality. Don't be too surprised. <laughs> um, <laughs> give him yeah, some slack. So this movie, it's good. It's, it's what it's a, a what an amazingly thorough <laughs> review, Holden. I just like it's it feels very early 2000s. It feels very later Spielberg Spielberg Spielberg. God, I can't Spiels. My man Spielberg. It feels later Spielberg. Um it has like the most generic John Williams score I've ever heard. I was going to say this is like the most run of the mill like if you if you like took John Williams' brain and turned it into AI this is what the score would turn out. Yeah. <laughs> it's it has everything that you think of when you think of a John Williams score. It's got moments where it sounds straight out of Star Wars or like Indiana Jones. It's got a lot of like loud brass moments like like John Williams loves to include in his stuff. It's just it is very by the books for him. I think And once again, by the books for him just to just to clarify, it's not bad, but it's just like I'm not gonna be looking up the soundtrack to this anytime soon. No, like it's not. It's not bad. It's yeah. it's just like there's 
it just sounds like John Williams like music. That's it, but it's not like iconic. It's just like yeah. all the kind of filler John Williams stuff. Yeah. Um yeah. so <laughs> I think this movie is fine. I I is not nearly as good as I thought it was going to be because on yeah. on paper okay, on paper Steven Spielberg like like prime Steven Spielberg mm-hmm. or coming to the end of his prime Steven Spielberg um Tom Cruise, John Williams, a very interesting premise of this pre-crime division and whether yeah. like the ethics of should you be held accountable for a crime you have not committed yet, but you apparently mm-hmm. were going to commit kind of like the whole idea of do you control fate? Can you change fate? These interesting things like predestination um, kind of going off our Snowpiercer review. Um, so all that on paper sounds great. Colin Farrell's in it. Max mm-hmm. von Sydow is in it. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah. Just, yeah. Recently passed away. Um, I thought, yeah, I did not love Colin Farrell in this movie. He was very Colin Farrell. <laughs> his, his role He's- seemed to flip very dramatically in the middle of the movie. To and it also seemed very abrupt character change for me. He also did. Do, there's like he, a couple scenes where he's crucial, I guess, to like what's happening on screen. But he, he's ultimately pretty unimportant. Yeah. And we can. He also looks super. I, I won't get into specifics. He looks of that. super young. He does. Um, this movie is weird. <laughs> it's. Um, it is. It, okay. It's very weird because, like, after, like, you know, he's first accused or whatever, you've got, like, a chunk of the movie where there's, like, quite a bit of action. And then it's just kind of absent from most of the rest of the movie. I think the action in this movie is pretty bad, too. Yeah. I think there's, like, this jetpack action scene that is really oh, that's bad. corny to me. It's, <laughs> it's um, like he's climbing up this uh, fire escape and, like, someone jetpacks over towards him and he just kind of grabs their head and like holds it for a solid half second and then just bangs it onto the, 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 the like a pole and then they like fall over and he just kind of softly kicks them away it is not convincing it's not that exciting there's a lot of weird attack of the clones imagery in this especially with the john williams score in the background yeah. i'll talk about it more specifically in spoilers but i'm like there's but i'm like there's like stuff straight out of attack of the clones which i believe also came out in 2002 um so there's yeah. there's kind of this like fight in a factory which is probably the most memorable action scene i would say it's okay but the way it's like filmed the camera's like really jittery and it was really distracting to me. And I was trying to figure out what it was. And don't quote me on this because I don't know if this is, a, this is 100% true. But I think it was an attempt at shaky cam action before it was like normalized in like the Bourne movies. Okay. Well, shaky cam action was also a thing in like Save it Pri- Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. So like Steve, Spielberg like- had already done it. Yeah, but I like that the thing that was more from like a more from like a, a very uh, close knit perspective, kind of like I gave the example of the Bourne movies where it's like a lot of shaky cam. It's a lot of very close quarters combat and whatnot. I it kind of felt like that to me, but just 
not done right. <laughs> well, that scene was just super distracting to me because it felt like the droid factory scene from Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Which I know you haven't, you're not a huge fan of the prequels, so you probably, that's probably not as ingrained into your No, like, I mean, I know what is, scene you're talking about. I know you're, but I mean, like, you probably wouldn't, like, but for me, and I'm sure for audiences in the movie theaters, if this came out, you know, around the same time, we're thinking the exact same thing. I mean, like when they first entered the factory, I'm like, um, because I had already thought of like some Attack of the Clones stuff, but there's literally like shots and like they go on the, the conveyor belt and there's like identical action sequences that happen and beats that are hit in the action sequence that happen in Attack of the Clones, mm-hmm. which I'm like, why? <laughs> it's, I just was like, it was so distracting. For me um also when that this is i guess minor spoiler but part kind of um he's like does there's like flying cars and he does this car hopping thing also very similar to the the uh, beginning of attack of the clones when they're chasing the bounty hunter i did there are certain well i think actually overall i like the setting of this world i i really like the cars <laughs> i think they look they're very unique looking and just kind of cool I just, they look fine. I just think the CGI is bad. Well, yeah, it's definitely dated. And that's uh, that's going to be like a problem for any movies from back in this time. Like it's just I, early 2000 uh, CG. I just, I don't know. I mean, like there's, it just seemed like the world was like dull when it was CGI. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like supposed yeah. to be like clean and futuristic, but it just looked boring. I don't have I don't have like a ton to say about this movie because it's just kind of whatever. I've got a few things left to say. Uh, I think the dialogue is pr- pretty bad in this movie. Like, there's a bunch of just like random analogies or metaphors that are supposed to yes. be like super insightful. There's like six or seven of these, and it's mm. just really annoying, bad writing dialogue. I. I really noticed it. I won't spoil like what role his character plays, but Peter Stormare is in this movie. Um, who you may know, he's in Far- the Fargo movie, and he's also in John Wick too, I think. Um, but he plays like, well, I I guess I won't say, but his character is just like a bunch of analogies and a bunch of alluding to past events that we know nothing about, and it's just very clunky and boring and exposition heavy and kind of pretentious at times okay this movie the first act just slogs along it is so much exposition and i think the second act there's some somewhat interesting stuff that happens in it as like part of the world uh i think the third act is by far way more interesting than the rest of this movie yeah it's it's like stuff is actually happening it's very predictable up to a point and then it takes this massive shift that i thought i was like oh i'm actually intrigued in what's happening now because i was i had very little investment in tom cruise and he's supposed to have like this very tragic backstory that i just didn't care about because <laughs> yeah. they just like told it to you i'm like okay very similar to heavy rain too uh, a bunch of yes oh one spot in particular oh, is yeah. so like I know what you're talking about. We're gonna talk about that. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I noticed that too. Uh, oh my god! How many times did they say Minority Report in this movie? So many times. Yeah, 
It's because it, like you often think of like the title line or whatever. Maybe they'll say it once in the movie. I guess if it's like sometimes they'll say it multiple times, but it was so distracting in this movie because to me it just seemed like a weird terminology for what was happening. You and know, so it like it just the first time I guess, uh, you know, I'll talk about it in spoilers. I, it wasn't too distracting for me, but I do have a little bit of a problem with the title. Yeah, it just it felt like they came up with this title that sounded kind of cool. And then they just named the object that in the movie that title. Maybe. I mean, I don't know how much is similar between this and the Philip K. Dick book or story, how much they changed. I don't think the I don't think the Philip K. Dick. I think it's a short, maybe a novella. I don't think it's even called Minority Report. Yeah, I see. I, I was going to re- look it up and I just forgot before we were going to do this, some of the differences. But um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, I guess, we should, are you ready to give your rating? Uh, yeah. I'm going to give it a seven. Yeah, that's yeah. That's exactly where I'm at. Is a seven out of ten. This movie, yeah, it's critically well received too. I mean, there's like Mm -hmm. it's it's pretty famous, and I just was like, boy, this was not nearly as good as I thought it was gonna be. I think this is one of those movies that a lot of things since have taken from it, like some ideas from it and whatnot, especially in the plot department. Like I know there's there are definitely like some anime that I remember. I I actually watched my. I remember my dad watched an anime called Psycho Pass, which has a very similar plot to this one. But I know there's other like story, like stories and even video games and whatnot, which kind of take some elements from this. And so I think this is probably just a film that is a, a victim of age. I don't even maybe I don't even think that, though, because I thought it was original and there were parts of it I did enjoy. And I was like, oh, that's that's clever. That's creative. I just like I did not care about the characters that much wow. and I thought this the there were elements of the world that were so weird I felt unnecessarily like how like the pre-corgs that like f- these humanoid figures that determine the pre-crime they mm-hmm. spent so much time trying to explain that and like by the end of the movie I still wasn't exactly sure how that worked and it just felt it just felt like it was supposed to take place in the real world, but it did not feel like the real world in the future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it wasn't even like a f- planet in a different universe or a different dimension. It was supposed to be this world in the year yeah. 2054. And it did not feel like that. I, I don't know. I a hundred percent think that this movie would get a higher score for me if I had seen it back in 2002. I think it would be more like an eight or an eight and a half. Maybe. Yeah. But I think part of a film's, like part of a film's legacy is you know how well does it age and that i think is and that's why determines seven and i think this movie is overrated honestly i do too it's decent i don't think it's bad i could think it's a decent movie but i'm like this is not the it's not the terminator or you know something like that or that kind of thought it was going to be no my dad kind of like he told me that he apparently thought it was overrated when it first came out too because i told him i was like oh you know i'd been wanting to watch minority report and so jimmy and i decided we were going to do it on the podcast this week and he's like yeah it's good but i didn't like it as much as everyone else did scott setter i (laughs) i agree with you for once huh (laughs) (laughs) 
Are we ready to move on to spoilers here? I think so. Oh, I well, I guess I just want to mention one last because I kind of hinted at it, but it is pretty much Mission Impossible, but with in science fiction. Because, but like he literally, but like early Mission Impossible. That's not as good. Yeah, we go into spoilers then. We're going to spoilers. Okay. Um. So. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know where to. I don't. <laughs> um, I don't know where to start with this. I guess I. Okay, I have so a list. Like when in doubt, I can refer to um, the list. Well, okay, I was gonna start out with like the big twist, where it turns out that Max von Sydow's character was bad. So which as, I thought was. Oh no, go ahead. I I thought was a good twist. Um, I thought mostly made narrative sense, but the thing that bothered me the most, and I could not get over was how did he perfectly recreate the murder i was thinking that too that seemed very convenient yeah like there like it was a great concept but like he needed like another person to do the act for him like immediately after it just seemed like things would have to be go so perfectly for that yeah. to work out in his plan doesn't well, ruin just the like, movie for me but like that's a little just, convenient even just like film like them making sure it looks the same on uh like i guess it wasn't a camera it was just a precog uh uh seeing it in the future or seeing it happen um but like making it look the same like even with like the woman drowning you know she'd be thrashing about and whatnot like there's no way she'd be doing it the exact same way i i feel like there's no way she'd be doing it the exact same way as the other person well, I know, but, like, it's supposed to be just, like, close enough that they wouldn't think about it. They're like, oh, this already happened. Just ignore it because it's a, a replay, basically. Which I make, yeah. that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, you, but, yeah. Other than that, I I quite like his his turn. I thought, so, like, immediately when you figure out that he's set up, I was like, Maximan, I'm like, I'm betting Maximan Sido's the bad guy. And, yeah, he is. Yeah. Especially when Colin Farrell, like, comes in to talk to him. The Colin yeah. Farrell character twist. He's like out to get John Anderton the whole movie. But like why? For for no re- like he's just this unnecessarily jerk, unnecessarily yeah. big jerk. And then all of a sudden he's like, wait a second, you know what? <laughs> I think someone set him up, even though this is it's a guy even, I don't like. It's not even like he's trying to get the the pre crime division shut down or anything because he like believes it's unethical or whatever. He even says like towards the beginning of the movie, he's like, "Oh no, I think everything here is perfect. I think there's like a human flaw." I'm like, "Why? What makes you think that?" Yeah, like, I, 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 <laughs> what is that just, based off? Yeah, of? he just seems to be out for to, out to get Tom Cruise for no reason, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Wait a second, I'm gonna defend Tom Cruise for no reason." Yeah. Even though I just got the crap beaten out of me by him in a car factory. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, one thing I did like was like how the, so kind of the famous uh, visuals or the most iconic visuals of this movie are, are like the holographic scenes where he's manipulating the holograms on his computer. Everybody in 2002 yeah. with their minds blown. First off, he <laughs> it must, looked pretty good. It did. First off. Tom Cruise must have looked really stupid while they were filming that. <laughs> just standing there. And he takes everything so seriously, too. So I'm sure he was just, like, locked in. Um, but I like how the music there was kind of classical, and it was like a dance. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a craft. I, I really liked that. Um, 
I liked how the um when or when the precogs have like a vision and they like let you know who the victim and killer are. I like how it's just like bingo balls. Yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> I, I watched this out. um on a Netflix party with my girlfriend, and I was like, "It's a bingo thing." And she's like, "I was looking away." I was like, "Come on, Emily, God. get off your phone." Well, you know what? It happens like ten times throughout the movie, I know. so she probably saw it again. <laughs> um, the floating bodies, the um precogs. Looked very similar, uh, like a similar visual to the Westworld. Yeah. The robots. What are they called in Westworld? The, the hosts. Hosts. Um, Colin Farrell looks so young. Again, Tenet. I think I think just wait for Tenet. I think Tenet is going to be the better version of this movie, honestly. Yeah. And the more grounded version of this movie, even though there might be some sort of fantastical elements. Um, the yoga lady. That part where Tom Cruise like that lands. That was weird. And they're just... <laughs> And she's like, oh, hello. Um, I, t- I wrote down personalized ads that are talking to you as you're walking down the street would be really annoying. Yes. Jesus. And like, <laughs> and it's all based on like <coughs> eye scans. And so after he gets his eyes changed, that it's all just like this random like other guy, Mr. Yakamoto or something like that. I love the eye changing out scene. And that's like my, I was like joking that that was my perception of LASIK surgery. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my greatest fear <laughs> so i'm glad they didn't go too graphic with that um yeah that uh, oh that the surgeon is who i was talking about as i thought his dialogue was really bad even though i like that actor peter stormare yeah and then like why does he have like the bad sandwich and the bad milk in there yeah i did what? not understand that yeah, again like a lot of weird quirky things i have fist punch through window written down i don't remember what that is i don't either um <laughs> i okay so the scene where like he confronts the guy who he thinks killed his or like kidnapped his kid or whatever i mean i guess you kind of have to be in that moment and like think about what tom cruise's character is thinking but like if you know that you're gonna get framed for killing this guy like you have to have some sort of like control right you know like if you you know what i told emily what i was like shoot him in the balls yeah (laughs) like like, shoot him somewhere else like you don't have to kill him yeah you know that you're going to get in trouble for this and you've been going this whole time trying to prove like, oh, this is not going to happen to me. I'm going to be able to make a different decision, which I, and then you I, just like go along with it. That was maybe my like, biggest like plot hole with the movie is like if they knew this was going to happen and they already have the guy right there. Why didn't they just like, you know what? I'm just like, can't he decide like, you know what? I'm just going to go lock myself in this room for two days. Yeah. Like you can't commit the murder if you're going to do that. <laughs> which i mean like apparently he was well, that's so, kind of like, like you're gonna be judged on that i just, I, I mean that that that's kind of what ha- that's kind of the argument against the pre-crime division though it's like well if they know this is going to happen why don't they just they like they they arrest them before they even commit the crime so it's maybe it wouldn't have happened yeah and so i mean i yeah, get I that know. part but i also feel like you're not going to give people life sentences for a crime they didn't actually do. Also, Tim Blake Nelson is wasted as this, as the guy who's like the the security guard for all the prisoners. Yeah. Well, okay, so how did that prison thing work? Were they just like sedated for the rest of I their guess lives? They're just sedated, like unconscious, kind of. And they're like getting screened certain things. 
Yeah. Are they just like stuck with Netflix? <laughs> I don't know. I was so <laughs> confused. Again, a lot of that just random exposition, that guy with like the wheelchair playing the organ or whatever. Yeah, it was just like Nelson. Yeah. Like just a bunch of weird, quirky things that felt unrealistic. There was a bit of like hints of control in this, like the containment division. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got to talk about the, the heavy rain stuff, though. Oh, yes. First okay. off, his kid so, gets taken. Which is or kinda, straight out of heavy rain. Kind of similar. The, what, the, what's, heavy rain came out after this, though, right? Yes. So heavy rain took from this. Yeah. <laughs> um, the scene that I was talking about, which was a meme for a while, was Tom Cruise running around the pool and yelling Sean. Sean. His kid's name is Sean, which is the same name as the kid that gets kidnapped in heavy rain. And Heavy Rain had a meme for a while where uh, the dad would go around yelling Sean, yelling Sean around like a mall or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you could actually like glitch the game to have that action be available at any point during the game. And so you, you see like <laughs> videos of Heavy Rain playthroughs and there's just they're at like the climactic final scene. And you can just keep press telling him to say Sean, like <laughs> yelling it. <laughs> it's so funny. Also, but the... There's like a scene in this minority port where they're in the mall and they hide behind the balloons and the balloon man like that's a whole thing in heavy rain, oh, which I've only played the first hour and a half of and I thought it was unbearably bad. Sorry. <laughs> I know people really love that. Some people that. love those I, David Cage games. I know some people love it. I was hoping I was going to really like it. I thought it was unbearable. It's like a less fun telltale game. Maybe I'll play Detroit becomes human or whatever. Detroit become human. Oh, yeah. Um, also, Tom Cruise can hold his breath for six and a half minutes. So when that kid's like, you think you can beat my record at 26 seconds? It's a world record. I'm like, you're like, stupid kid. Of course he can. I'm like, kid, you don't know who your dad is. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's the son of Poseidon, basically. That guy, Pretty he's going to um, be down there forever. He could have been... I like he, he could have been down there for six and a half minutes, man. It could could have been anywhere. <laughs> so it, also, that Emily brought this up after we watched it. We never found out what happened to his kid, did we? No. Also, there's that weird hypothetical scene. Or at least I think it's hypothetical when uh, Agatha is like telling him about the kid's future that he didn't have instead of having him run away <laughs> from all the officials. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was weird. That scene was weird for me because, like, maybe I just wasn't paying attention at that point because I think I was kind of bored at that point. But like, they they figured out that the the victim, the murder victim's mom, like, was the mom of Agatha from that conversation, mm-hmm. and I did not, I did not pick that up at all. Like when they said that, I'm like, I kind of expected it, but I didn't like gather that from what she was saying. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that, maybe I just wasn't paying attention very, very well there. I remember it making sense, but I don't remember why it makes sense off the okay. top of my head. My dog's getting restless. Oh, I'm sorry, Benny. I have a bunch of cords on his bed. I just moved him. He just sat on my phone charger. He'll be fine. Nice. Um, there's uh, when he's thinking about whether or not he should go up to Jeff Lowe's room, right? That's the name. No, something. What's the guy's name? Not Jeff. Who? I think Jeff Lowe is a person from <laughs> Tiger King. It's like it's like a 
It's something um, low or something like that, though. Yeah, I don't remember. Rob Lowe. <laughs> Rob Lowe. <laughs> but he's, like, deciding. It's that shot. It's um, him in the foreground and Agatha in the, in the side. It was. It's very visually pleasing. And it's right when he's making this decision. That was the best shot of the movie for me. Um, Emily oh, even brought it up, too, while we were watching. I did, like... Um, I did like the, uh, like sequence, uh, of the apartment po- complex when the spiders are kind of like searching it. Cause it's all shot from like an overhead yeah, that perspective. Was, that was neat. I thought that was kind of cool. That was probably <laughs> for me. That was maybe the most visually appealing part of the movie. Um, there were some weird, like bloomy visuals that I was like, no, not a fan of that. Not a fan of that style. Spiels. Um, oh, here's another plot hole. They never took him off the security system. <laughs> like, why was why was not that not the first thing they did? <laughs> yeah, right. There were two, there. I think there were two or three times that like he had he or his his wife infiltrated the security system using his eyes after they were all chasing him. <laughs> like, come on, guys! It's been like two days. At the end. They all want Max von Sydow to sign their hats. <laughs> like, why hats? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, we need you to sign our That's hats. That's just a sign thing in the future, hats. you know? Sign the hats. Um, and, <laughs> and also, this is just a random bit from the beginning of the movie when they're going to stop the first murder. Like, he's, he's standing in front of all the houses. He's like, which one is it? And, like, there's a... Uh, a lady back at the headquarters is like giving him some more intel about you know information they're like oh it's something 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 and we're oh we better make a decision fast we're running out of time and tom cruise just goes shut up ivana <laughs> it's just very very rude and mean. unnecessary i was like that was not very nice john anderton ivana also who names their son sean if their name's john that's idiotic come on um yeah so that's what i gotta say all right i think that's it for me too yeah you know what hot take i enjoyed diary of a wimpy kid the long haul more than oh, i enjoyed no. Minority no <laughs> i'd be lying if i here. said i don't think it's a better movie but i'd be lying if i said i was not more entertained 100 percent disagree but <laughs> good for you all right holden what are you doing what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, Jimmy, uh, what am I doing? Uh, I finished the South Park Fractured Butthole um, this week. Yes. Very good. You should play it, Jimmy. I would like to. Hot take. It's a fun game. How long did it take? That one's a lot longer than The Stick of Truth. That, um... I mean, it's not like a super lengthy game. I I don't really have a good approximation because I don't really know how often I and how long I played it. I would say pr- uh, if I had to give a rough estimate, I'd say maybe like 25 hours, Holy 20 crap. to 25 hours. But I, I also did like absolutely everything in the game. So it's probably shorter than that if you don't care about that. Um, But it's very funny. And the combat system is a lot more fun than... Stick of Truth, because Stick of Truth is just, like, turn-based, like, pretty simple, almost like Pokemon combat, and this was a lot more, like, you had a lot more options on what to do. You could actually move around the playing field and whatnot. Um, But I actually watched some movies, Jimmy. I watched Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. Jimmy? How was that? 
Um, <laughs> after having watched it, I have officially declared myself not a Mad Max fan, and you can just not listen to my opinions on the movies. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good, it, huh? Well, I like I recognize that it's good, and especially from like a technical standpoint of an indie movie in the early '80s, it's pretty impressive. But I just I'm was not really entertained by it, and I don't know. I I I was trying to isolate what my problems with these movies are, and I haven't yet. So I'm sure if you've seen one of the Mad Max movies and you liked it, I'm sure you'll probably like two. Two is the one that's like the most overall iconic. It's the one that the video game is closest to. Um, there were a lot of similarities in between this and the video game. Um, so yeah, I watched that. Jimmy, I also watched Free Solo. Oh yeah, what'd you think? It was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. It was very inter- it was it was uh it was different than I expected. Um I guess I really liked uh, you know, I I I thought I was going to get annoyed with it at first, but I really liked how much time they just spent on the guy. Yeah, well and yeah, like, it was about the guy, so <laughs> Well, yeah, but like, well, I mean like I went into it and I was like thinking it was mostly going to be about this climb and like I mean, I, I wasn't sure how that was going to stretch into a feature length documentary, but that's just kind of what I assumed it was going to be. But they that's really not in the movie very much. It's mostly like very end of the movie. And while that sequence is entertaining and very cool, um, just how much time they spend exploring his life and how interesting his life has been and everyone around him. It's I thought it was really cool. Also, just like how big of a human achievement is like, yeah, it is up there with man on the moon. Like it is. It's, it really is. It's pretty incredible. I my uh, this isn't really like a complaint, but just something I guess I would have liked to see. Um, but I can understand why they didn't. I would have liked to see them get more into like the weird world of climbing. OK, like, just overall, because like they kind of hint at it and they have a few other characters and it just seems very like eccentric and like this weird like society that a lot of people don't know about, I guess. Yeah. Um. I, well, I know that. So Jimmy Chin, I think, is the guy, the direct the mm-hmm. film, filmmaker behind it. One of them. I think it's him and his wife did it, if I remember. Is that Something correct? Like that. Um, I know they've done other films like this about the climbing community, so. If you're interested in that, I'm sure they have some more stuff about it. I loved the, I loved how it was just like, the, the, it was like a documentary about making that documentary it was like so yeah. much of it too. And like, is this ethical? Like, are we subconsciously affecting him where he could die? And what happens if he dies? <laughs> like, and he gets, and he gets a girlfriend. Yeah. And they spent so much time like on everyone around him like while he's going and just everyone being like i can't look and like people saying like i i'm gonna feel so bad if he dies and then his one friend who's like i'd feel bad if he died but i'd feel worse if i didn't help him yeah which i thought was cool and they like but yeah yeah it's just very interesting i think it's definitely worth the watch yes it's my it's on disney plus and maybe still hulu uh it's my favorite documentary i think is it really yeah, what's yours? I'm not sure if it beats Amer. I think American movies. Up oh, I gotta watch that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, so Casino Royale, I rewatched that. Oh, I need to rewatch that. That movie holds up a lot better than I was expecting. Like I was kind of thinking, 
one of the most famous scenes in the movie is that like parkour scene in the beginning, which is kind of like, I mean, it is it, it's a very impressive scene. <laughs> what parkour? Yeah. The opposite. Parkour, cold, parkour, cold open, classic. Um, it was kind of famous and for it was very influenced by the parkour craze in the mid two thousands, and so I was worried that would kind of stand out as weird, but no, it's just a very visceral, cool scene with some very very cool uh character moments for James for Daniel Craig's James Bond that if you if you watch that scene I'm sure you can pinpoint what I'm talking about um but overall the movie's just great Mads Mikkelsen of course very good um and I last time I watched it I think I was maybe late middle school early high school so I didn't really appreciate Bond's relationship with uh Eva Green's character as much but it's really good I really like their relationship and I won't spoil how the movie ends, but it's the payoff is very satisfying. Yeah. I, I honestly don't remember a lot of it. Cause I did see, I saw like three quarters of it on television once. And that's like what I've seen of it. And it was like the final yeah. three quarters. So I, I want to sit down. I want to watch it from what I remember. It's my favorite bond movie. Uh, Jeffrey Wright. Who's going to be commissioner Gordon is in this movie. Oh. And I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Interesting. You know, it was on, I want to say like a year ago, and I caught like a little glimpse of the poker games. Is he one of the poker players? Uh, yeah. He's, yeah, because I, well, I, I remember I him being in it. I'm like, oh, I didn't remember Jeffrey Wright being in this movie. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Anything else, Holden? Yeah, I finished Watchmen. Oh, yeah. Really incredible jimmy you should just like i know you have my comics so just read the comic <laughs> jimmy. somewhere where did i put it <laughs> i read one and a half issues okay read the comic and then watch the show because the show is incredible it got to the last three episodes and i don't think i don't think i was at that point um last time we recorded but the last three episodes i was like edge of my seat it was so maybe even the last four episodes i mean the entire show is great but it gets to that point and I'm just like hooked. I think I binged the last three episodes right in a row. I was like, I have to know what's happening. <sighs> okay. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it, anyone who's listening, you need to read the comic first. It, it like in the movie's not a great supplement because there are some differences from the movie and the comics that are pretty like some of the things that are in the comic that aren't in the movie are mentioned in the series. And so you might not understand that aspect, but you definitely need to like have that knowledge. It's not just something you can go into. I, I want to um, do it. I want to do it for you, Holden. Good. Do it. Uh, and then the very last thing I have is I started since I beat South Park, I started playing um, Metro Exodus finally because I'm a, quite a fan of the of Metro 2033 and Metro Last Light, and I just didn't really have time since it had come out last February. But now I've got all the time in the world. Still no time to die, though. Um, <laughs> no time to die. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's a it's quite different from the other ones because it's a lot more open world, but kind of in smaller segments. But it's pretty cool. I'm having a fun time exploring it right now. It's a good time. Very That's it for me, nice. Though. Very nice, Holton. Well done this week. Thank you. Thank you. I, Consumed a lot of media. Yes. I didn't consume as much media, but I did finish season four of Better Call Saul, and the season four finale is fantastic. 
wonderful. The great That's payoff. Cool. I'm excited for season five. Yeah, I've been I've been watching it on the treadmill as I like run slash walk. So I've been so I haven't been watching it. I haven't been binging it <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> uh, um, but it's just it's nice because then I'm like less focusing on how much I hate running because <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, so season five just ended like the finale just happened. So I kind of wish I would have been able to catch up in time for that finale. But one more season to go. I definitely would be caught up by then. I'm not sure how I'll watch the final, the fifth season yet. If I'll use a VPN to get Netflix from another country, if that works, or if I'll just buy it on like Google Play or something, since it's not on any other street, mm-hmm. any American streaming service at this point. I'm trying to think if I did. I I want to. I have not been playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey because I've been working on these videos. Um, so. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I've been I'm halfway through Tiger King, man. Living up to the hype. <laughs> Can we just do the whole thing next week? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. I thought we were doing That's what I thought we were going to do. But I'm already halfway done. Oh, no. Yeah, let's just do let's do the whole thing next week. So there you go, folks. Tiger King next week. If you haven't watched it yet, you got to watch this thing. It is it's living up to the hype. It's pretty. I mean, I'm only one and a half episodes in, and I know it gets better, but it is pretty incredible. It's. I mean, not not even necessarily from like a film a filmmaking standpoint, but just like these people in the stories are so interesting. Like you don't even need to have like a well made documentary to make this stuff interesting. No. and cool. And the fact that it is a pretty well made documentary oh, series yeah. just makes it better. It is. It is fascinating. Who like Joe Exotic? What a character! Like, how is this man real? <laughs> <laughs> how is he real? And how? I mean, like, I, I so a lot of people had heard of him, I guess, before this. But like, I I had not realized that I was exposed to him until one episode when I was like, "Yeah, wait a second, I actually think I saw this guy featured on a talk show." And then they played that clip. I won't spoil it. Um, but you'll know what I'm talking about when you get there. And I'm like, I totally oh, have yeah. seen this before. I had totally forgotten about this, but now I like it clicked in my brain. I'm like, oh yeah, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic is quite but, a guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's on Netflix. Watch watch as much as you can before our episode next week because it is gonna yep. be a fun episode to do. Yes. All right. It'll be our first full TV show review. Oh yeah. Well, we've done well, but we did that in episode Game of Thrones. We've yeah. done seasons, but um, maybe we'll do Watchmen eventually, huh? <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Maybe we'll do Stranger Things finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that the show for this week, Holden? Yeah. Um. So next week we'll be doing our listener request is Howl's Moving Castle, an actual good movie. <laughs> Thank God. Hopefully you like it, Jimmy. It is a it is a pretty weird movie. That um, is one of those animes, isn't it? It is an anime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is, it's, as you described either last episode or the episode before, it is Studio Ghibli, so it is kind of like the Pixar of anime. It's very, very high quality and very interesting. It's a very unique movie, and I'm interested to see if you like it or not. Um, but we're excited to do that. And then we're also going to be doing Tiger King, as we just mentioned in its entirety. So look forward to both of those. Uh, we mentioned before, I'm kind of, I'm kind of taking over responsibilities for the podcast with editing 
and stuff now because Jimmy wants to focus on making good videos for the YouTube channel. So I will be editing and probably doing most, if not all, of the notes as well. I'll um, be in charge of random segment, folks. You'll be so. in charge of random segment. And it'll, I'm, it'll be entertaining. <laughs> I'm I'm working on a video uh, for the YouTube channel, too, and I'll try to... Hopefully, if I can start making those at a, at a decent rate, I'll be able to make those periodically. And I'll be probably in some of Jimmy's videos as well as those move forward. Yeah, maybe you could tell from the random segment, but the plan is to is to try to convert the random segment into video format mm-hmm. for YouTube. Um, so that'll be there if you prefer to watch that, um, in addition to listening to the podcast. Um, although that's... If you listen to the podcast, you're going to hear it first because it's going to take days to edit that, yeah. probably. And um, it's, so that'd be the benefit of doing that. But you can always skip over it and go watch it, uh, a video version, if that's what you prefer. Uh, if not, though, just if you have not checked out the YouTube channel yet, you should because doing a lot of quality bonus content yeah. on there. Like that is the emphasis is quality over quantity. Um, really wanted to make it good so it's so it stands out and so you enjoy it. Especially during this like quarantine time and during summer when we've got all this time, that'll be a big focus of ours, um, especially Jimmy's. And next year when Jimmy's busy with a job, we'll have to slow down on that almost certainly. But um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, we find some sort of work. Yep, workflow that works. But um, but that's yeah. the plan. Um, I've got I'm working on another video right now working on a script one so I'd like to do at least one a week but again like I said I I just want to do quality videos so well and don't I mean don't rush yourself because you are also doing the random segment (laughs) videos so that's also yeah uh, yeah but um yeah like I said one video beyond that I should say yeah but yeah thanks for listening we thanks for listening this long to yeah us. it's a long, long episode eps, but long episode action-packed well i honestly this will probably about be about close to standard length from now on if we're if we're starting to do random segments and if we can t- at least during this two reviews per yes thing. once the, if, if we change that format then but yeah thanks or for listening you guys thanks ceases to happen thanks for suffering through this this update <laughs> Uh, with us um follow us on facebook and social medias and whatnot uh you can leave us recommendations we're coming up on close to the end of our recommendations counting this next one we have three as far as i know unless jimmy has any more that he's aware of nope i think you're counting this one what sorry you count you're counting this next week yeah uh, i mean i am counting this next week yeah so three i can think of three so unless there i haven't checked itunes lately okay um so so we'll have three. Uh, so get some more of those out to us or else we'll just have to pick two, I guess. Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice. Yep. If you can if, spare it. If anything. you can spare it. But obviously but it's, not. it's a tough time for all. So don't do not do it if you don't feel like you can. Yeah. Do not give us money if you can't give yourself money. Yeah. You come first. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Adi- <laughs> Adios, Pantalones. <laughs> Love you.